And, and when we forgive, just like you said, you don't hold on to it anymore. And you don't, you don't feel that, that um, anxiety, the anger that comes along with unforgiveness, you, you let that go and it's replaced with peace. It's replaced with um, calmness and, and confidence. And, and that has, has incredible physical benefits as well as psychological benefits. And so it of course helps us. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love, you are love, we are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Gianna Simone is an actress, model, and producer. She's also the host of Love, Gianna, which is available on Amazon Prime. During each episode, she explores the benefits of veganism by interviewing world-renowned doctors, experts, and athletes in the field of plant-based nutrition. I love how passionate Gianna is about veganism without trying to force people into it. She just wants to provide an outlet of information and education to give people a new perspective and then allow them to go from there. She's also very passionate about her religion. And while we have different viewpoints regarding it, I loved how we were able to create and share such an open, vulnerable, loving, and accepting space with each other. We all don't have to agree on everything in order to love each other. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Welcome, Gianna Simone. Thank you. It's so nice to be here with you and all of the listeners. Yes. Okay. This is going to be a, a really fun one. I think um, just looking at your page and who you are, we definitely connect and vibe on, uh, on some levels. And I'm just really eager to dive in a little bit deeper um, and just have some beautiful conversations and spread some love and, and some good energy to everybody out there. Um, so I just want to start off really quickly too. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of gratitude. I did uh, 365 days of gratitude on uh, the Spread Love Movement page. It was incredible. I really did it for other people, honestly, but it was one of the greatest gifts for me ever. And I posted every single day something that I was grateful for for a year. Mm -hmm. And 
I honestly surprised myself with how consistent I was doing it for the whole year. It was something I didn't think I could do until I actually did it. Um, so that was a really beautiful time and space for that year. So just to get things going, what is something in life that you are grateful for? You know, I thank you for asking that because I've been in a space where um, people have been checking in on me, which is always nice to have somebody check in on you. Are you dead or alive? Well, that's somebody cares. <laughs> and they're like, how are you? And I'm like, you know, to be honest, I am so grateful every day for so much. And I am, I am, it's, it's really it's really been um, that way for, for quite a while now. And I don't know if that, you know, life just brings you there or whether it's a, it's because of the pandemic or because if it's just my life now or um, getting older, but I always answer now that I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful for everything. And to just pick one thing, I, everything, can I pick my one thing is everything. Yeah. However you feel, whatever you choose is, is perfect. Food, water, shelter, to feel safe, to feel protected and provided for by God, to have life, to have vision and physically and mentally, Mm -hmm. um, to have friends, to have family, to, to have clothing, to have food, to have knowledge and wisdom and, and guidance and it just so much. That was great. And that's awesome too. When people just rattle off and just keep going because that's, that's such like a, like, I think a great perspective to, and it's okay if you settle on one thing, there's no wrong answer at all, but to really be able to sit there and just feel the abundance of all the things that you can be grateful for is, I just, is a great way to look at it. And I'm, I'm a huge believer that the more we focus on gratitude the more we're going to bring it to us. It just continues to come because one, when we focus more on it, we're going to see it in places we didn't see it before. So right there, there's more gratitude for us to connect with and be with. And then I'm just a huge fan of law of, uh, law of attraction. And when we focus on it more and more, we just bring more things into our life that we can be grateful for. Mm. And this is so awesome. Gratitude is one of those things that is such a massive game changer. It can really completely transform your life and reality. Um, and I, I, I talk about it a lot because I, I've seen how much it's helped me. And to hear you just respond the way that you did, everybody listening, um, I just I always implore people to start a gratitude practice. Um, focus on what you can be grateful for every single day and your reality will change drastically. It's so awesome. Very true. Hmm. Very true. And I definitely want to chat with you too about... Um, your show on Amazon Prime, yes. right? It is Love, Gianna. If you can just give us, you know, just a quick idea uh, about what that show is about. Yeah, so um, I originally had the idea to create some sort of informational platform that people can come to and hear from experts, Because when I would go out and I would tell people, oh, well, yeah, I eat a vegan diet and I don't want to harm any animals. And it's actually uh, the number one killer of men and women is heart disease. And the only diet that has been proven to prevent and reverse that is a whole food plant-based diet. They'd be like, okay, well, how do you know that? Yeah. And what's, what's your education? And, and I have to talk to my doctor, which is all, it's great. You know, it's, it's, it's always, I guess, nice to have a little bit of, um, 
uh, doubt here and there, just to make sure that you, you're taking care of yourself properly and, and making sure that you're listening to the right sources. So I wanted to sit down with the experts, literally the experts who are paving the way in veganism. Dr. T. Colin Campbell, who wrote the China study. Um, Dr. Esselstyn, who is preventing and reversing heart disease with the whole food plant-based diet. And I sat down with all of these doctors in my spare time in between projects and making films because I had this passion and this this knowledge that I just wanted to get out to people. And, and when we have that, and I guess most people, when we have this knowledge that can help people, we, we innately want to give it to people like, wow, I see you're suffering in an area. I have the, I have the information that's your answer. And it's, I wish I made it up, but I didn't. So I'm the messenger, but it's, it's almost like this responsibility when we learn something so heavy, Mm. but so beautifully heavy it's a responsibility then to let people know about it. And I always say, educate yourself and then make your own decision. So, and I know how important education is. So that's why I created the show. It's, it's really to educate people. And then that was the first season I sat down with um, all the doctors and there's 13 episodes. So 13 incredible doctors. We have a doctor on gut health and we have a doctor that wrote a book on protein. Everybody thinks that we need meat um, for protein, but all nine essential amino acids can be found in all plants. And so um, it really dispels a lot of myths and, and you can hear it directly from the doctors themselves. And so in season two, which we're shooting right now is uh, featuring uh, the world's top vegan athletes. And who we were just talking before we hit record about the documentary on Netflix right now called Game Changers. And a lot of those athletes I interviewed for Love Gianna that were featured in Game Changers. So the second season is really to um, inspire people and especially men too, that you don't need meat to be big and jacked and, and bulky if that's what you want to do, or you don't need um, as a, a, maybe a male runner who wants to be lean or who's naturally lean. You don't need, um, meat to, to run marathons, to run, to run ultra marathons. You don't need meat to be, um, fit even as a woman. Like we have Dotsie Baushan, who we were, we were talking about, who's a good friend of mine. I love her dearly. And, um, and she was, she's an Olympian. She went to the Olympics in, um, cycling and she won <laughs> and all on a vegan diet and people warned her they were like you should it's going to kill your career um don't do it we have all these sponsors a lot of the the olympic sponsors are against veganism and so she was like i i fine let it ruin it then because i'm not doing this to the animals and i'm not doing this to my body so um but then she won so <laughs> it really it really is to inspire people and to say it's we we really don't need meat under any circumstance and not only um is it good for the animals it's great for us and it and it helps us thrive in every single area of life there's really no downside to it so. i just think it's so fantastic what you're doing just to help bring more awareness to this idea and to this balance of your diet. Because we talked about this before we hopped on too, but I feel like I've been programmed my whole life and it just is what it is. I've been programmed my entire life. Do you think I had to be, eat meat to be manly and to be strong? And I literally just watched a video before on Instagram. It was Nate Diaz, who is this 
crazy uh, UFC fighter. And there was a guy in the audience and he asked him, he's like, Nate, you say you're like, you're the baddest guy in the world. How could you say that when you're vegan? So that just like shows you right there, just the thought that a lot of men in a lot of our society views towards people eating vegan. So, and that's the thing. It's like, is everybody going to adopt this? No. You know what I mean? And honestly, I have love for everybody, right? If you're not in a place right now where you're able to grasp that or understand that based on your experiences and the programming and all those different things, still have love for you. It is what it is. But I think it's just, I really think it's fantastic that you're bringing, again, more focus to this just so people can have the other side, the other perspective, right? Because again, for my whole life, I always fed the one side. So it's just nice to also get the other side, hear from doctors, hear from experts, hear from athletes. When I watched the documentary uh, Game Changer, that literally blew my mind. Some of the, right? Some of the biggest people, men, women, some of the strongest people I've ever seen were on a vegan diet. And it blew me away because I didn't really think that was possible because of what I've been told my whole life. So it is, you know, and I appreciated that. When I saw that, I was like, thank you for a new perspective on this thing. And like, you're doing the same exact thing. And I really think it is just so important to let people know their truth behind this because we've been told something different for such a long time. Yes, exactly. And I personally do not like being lied to. And I always want to know the truth. And yes. And, you know, I'm, I, I didn't create this show to shove this message down anybody's throat. I, I don't think that's the way to change anybody. And, and I certainly wouldn't like any information given to me like that. And I would probably reject it if it was tried to, to, yeah. to come into my life like that. And, and I want to obviously, and you, your podcast is about love, but it re, and it's called Love Gianna. And, and it's, really, it's really about that. It's about loving yourself, loving animals, loving this earth, loving each other, and loving God, loving all of his creatures and his creation and respecting the food that he gave us and the food that he gave us to eat. And when we do that, sorry, my dogs are barking. It's okay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and when we do that, we heal. It's this beautiful, this beautiful relationship that when we, when we do what was intended for us, it's actually for our benefit and it's not to hurt us. It's not to pressure anybody. It's not to say, well, since I did it, you have to do it. Right. No, I, I, I've, I've experienced beautiful things that I want to share with people and to have that be the message, you know, like love is the, is the message behind this. Mm -hmm. I love that beautiful things that you've experienced. Of course, we want to share those things with other people and something that you touched on, I think is so important to not in any circumstance to not shove anything down someone's throat because that's just like, that's not the way it's ever going to work. And the example that you use of yourself too, being like, I probably wouldn't be receptive of that either. And I don't think I would myself either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we can put these things out there, things that we connect with and we're passionate about and that we feel like are rooted in love because I truly feel that is rooted in love as well. And the idea is to, again, bring awareness, let people know about this without being like, you have to do it this way or you're a bad person or I hate you or you're wrong. It is allowing people to get there on their own. We can give them the seed. We can show them the path, but they have to, in order for it to really sink in and become who they are and for them to adapt it, I truly believe people need to get there on their own and yeah. be in their own time and space. Everyone's on their own journey. Because there were years ago too, 
There definitely were years ago where someone was like, I had the idea. I'm like, all right, vegan people, enough. Like, stop telling me all the time. And that's who I was back then. You know what I mean? And, and so I, I fully understand where people are coming from. And there were times too where I felt like he was being shoved down my throat, but I needed to, on my own, understand it in my own time, right? Little bit by little bit. And you know, there probably was somebody years ago who dropped that first seed for me, even though I wasn't ready yet. And then someone else dropped another and another and another and another. And I eventually really got there and then understood. I really got to finally understand, I think, just the meaning and the purpose behind being vegan, really, like you've mentioned, for ourselves, but for the planet and for the other species that live here that are just like us, the creations of God, of source. We're not better than them. You know, we shouldn't be killing them in a way because we think we're more evolved or we have a higher level of consciousness. And I think, you know, through that, it, it's helped me connect with another form of love that I didn't even know existed as well. Same, same. Yeah. A lot of the vegans that are on my show, I, I asked them, you know, because I had a personal experience of being more connected to God. And I think when we, I think that's why maybe fasting has been a, a spiritual thing for a long time, because when we shift our diet, because food literally goes inside of us and it's like information and, and it causes our bodies and our brains, you know, our bodies and our brains aren't separate. It's all one. Yes. And so it deeply affects us. Yeah. And so I, I believe that when we alter our diet, it alters the way we connect to God, to our purpose and the trajectory of people's lives change. Almost every single vegan I've had on my show, especially the athletes that I can remember asking this question, they said immediately what after they became vegan or shortly after they became vegan, the trajectory of their lives changed and for the better. Like Rich Roll. I don't know if you know who Rich Roll is. Yeah. He has a, a huge uh, podcast. Yeah. And he, I think he was in his forties and he went vegan. He was like, literally he couldn't walk up the stairs and then he went vegan and he started running these ultra marathons. Like he is incredible. And to, to give that message to people that like age is just a number and that you can even like Tom Brady, right? Like Tom Brady, I think eats a, a mostly predominantly plant-based diet and look at his career. I mean, it, it, what we eat, deeply matters. And on so many levels, like a friend of mine, Dr. Scott Stoll, he was actually in the game changers. Um, he says that food affects every single area of our life, like areas that we don't even, we don't even think like finances, um, the future relationships, it, it can, it can affect like the way you, you talk to somebody or engage with somebody, or if you're not feeling great, then you're going to be a little bit more, I don't know, crabby or whatever, you know, or, or maybe you're feeling great. And because of what you ate, and then you're going to be more apt to have more patience with somebody, or you're going to be in a, in a calmer mindset, you know, it affects every single area of life. And you're going to feel better about yourself. If, if you're feeling better, looking better. And then if we feel better about ourselves, we're going to have more energy. We're going to, it's going to change the way we interact with people, the way we do things, our confidence and yeah. the way we work, you know, it affects every single area. It does. I mean, that's so important. When we, when we take in food that makes us feel good, it is easier to be kinder. It's easier to show more love because we're in a better state of being. Yep. When, so I just want to be really transparent too. I'm not vegan. 
I want to get off the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be really transparent. I rarely, rarely eat meat. When I, you know, five years ago, I, uh, I was working in New York City for about seven or eight years. And one of the guys in my office used to call me meats, literally, because every single day at lunch, I ate some sort of a meat every single day. Like I couldn't even understand how to have a meal without having meat in it at all. And then over time, you know, seeing documentaries, talking to different people, having these sorts of conversations, it shifted my mind on everything. And now I, I rarely eat meat. Um, I really don't eat anything that's like dairy or produced from a farm. Um, and honestly, little bit by little, little bit by little bit, I feel myself shifting more in that direction. And I, I personally, like, I don't identify myself as like pescatarian or vegan or vegetarian or anything. I, in moments, I, I eat what I know will make me feel good. I'm human. I don't always have that in every single moment. I know I'm going to eat something and I'm like, this is going to taste good, but I'm not going to feel great after. But I limit those more and more and more and more each day. And I'm just very much more conscious about what I'm eating, eating everything organic, eating a lot of vegetables, a lot of leafy greens and things like that. And it's primarily because I feel better. That's like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I do, I have love for animals and, and the planet. I really, truly do. Um, but what really helped me in the beginning, at least go on this path, was I felt so much better. When I used to live in New York City, every time I had lunch, I knew after I was having a double espresso because I was just so tired. My, my stomach was so full and I honestly felt like crap. But I'm like, I don't know anything else to do, so I'll just drink a double espresso every single day. And then when I started eating cleaner and healthier, I... Never drink coffee in the afternoon. I'm very grateful for that. I just have my own natural energy and I just feel so much better when I'm eating healthier and cleaner. And honestly, when I'm not eating meat or animal products, it's wild. Yep. It's wild. It's so cool, isn't it, to experience? And I just want to commend you for your journey and for for seeking the truth and educating yourself and and for the journey and path that you're on and and everything that you do and you talk about and you learn and then you share with people i i always like i want to applaud people because to change your diet i know is very difficult yeah. and some people it's like changing their religion it's like the, it's just so ingrained in some people's lives like to have compassion i I, as a vegan, would I love for everybody to be vegan? Of course. Would the animals love for everybody to be vegan? Of course, like overnight. But we know that that's, that's it's, it takes time. It takes time to learn. It takes time to have patience. It takes time to stay on it, to really understand it. You have to understand something like diet to know why you're doing it, especially when you eat three or more times a day. If, if you're a snacker or something or people eat one meal a day, whatever, you know, however many times you eat. It's, it's such an intimate process and, and it's, it's an addictive process too. Like we, human beings are addictive creatures and food mm -hmm. can very easily become addictive and then it can, it can spiral into negative things too. So, so whatever your journey is and, and because you're, you know, you're going towards something that you feel and are educating yourself on that is, that is correct and, and good for you. That's a beautiful thing and that should be commended. And I want to encourage more vegans to, to have more patience. And I speak for myself as well, you know, like just to have more, have more compassion and patience because I was once in that, in that position of where I was like, I was so hungry for knowledge. And I was like, what do I do? What do I eat? Why should I eat this way? Like I had vegan friends and I was like, okay, I don't really understand it. But then it came time in my life where I needed to make a change. Mm. And a lot of people make changes when it's, 
time to make the change or past the time to make the change. And then you have to do disease reversal instead of disease prevention. So um, I'm very grateful though. I'm very grateful that, that we have so much information at our fingertips with documentaries, with search engines, with social media, with, you know, my show, with people's books, I just created a cookbook and, and there's so much information out there from highly reputable sources that, that really do not want anything other than spreading the truth. Yeah. So, and I think that's great too. So anyone listening to this right now that is like, whoa, take a step back. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. I was really, really very much there. Not, not that long ago. So I would just suggest, just get, like you said, get more information, get more knowledge. Like it doesn't hurt to get more information on, on something that impacts your life. We eat, if we're lucky enough, we eat a few meals a day. So it's something we're doing every single day. So at the very least, I hope that people are like, I hope maybe someone who said this to me years ago, just be open. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is beautiful. You don't have to embrace something just to gain knowledge on it. And maybe it will be, again, just that little bit. And not everything's going to change overnight, but maybe it is just that one little thing that will just add on over the years to potentially create a shift. And if it doesn't create a shift, wouldn't you be happier that you at least gained more information on something as important as this? Right, exactly. And it helps me too, to know that like where it's coming from, that I don't have to, yes, I have a pressure of responsibility, but because it is the truth, when something is the truth, we all have kind of that moral compass. When we hear the truth, it resonates with us. Yeah. And we're all guided to the people who are listening to this today. It's not a coincidence that they're listening to this. You yes. and I are connecting today. It's not a coincidence. We were, we're all on our journeys and we're all experiencing things that we need to hear. And, and whether we absolutely need it because there's a disease going on and, and we've prayed for this or because it's going to help us or it's planting a seed for you to help somebody else or for, for it to help you 10 months down, down the line or a week down the line. There's a reason for everything. So I, I, to come back to, I kind of have learned to relax about it a little bit. Like the truth will speak for itself and the people who need to hear it will be, will be guided to the show, will be guided to the information, will be guided to me and I'll be guided to them. And same with the people who have information that I need to learn, you know? Yeah. That was perfect. That was honestly beautiful. That was such a great way. I think just to wrap that up, I, I could not agree more with that. Um, and I really want to talk to you too, very much about Jesus a lot because I'll just, so can I ask, were you, were you raised, raised, uh, with a certain religion? I was raised Catholic and then I didn't really believe in God. Like I didn't, even as Catholic, as a Catholic, I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. like I do now. Were you, were you, I was raised Catholic. So I went to Catholic elementary school, Catholic high school. Um, My mom is still very, very religious. She goes to church almost every single day. She's a part of of a prayer group. So she is, um, yeah, yeah, she's extremely religious. And my dad was not religious at all. Um, He wasn't raised Catholic. Even when we were being raised, my parents got divorced when I was really young. But when we were being, same, when we were being raised Catholic, he wasn't, he would like, he would take us to church on Sundays because like that was our weekend with him because he kind of like had to in a way. Okay. Um, and then my brother actually got in a really serious car accident. He made it 
thankfully. Uh, and then after that, my dad started going to church every single day. But it's interesting. Are you still? Yeah, it's pretty wild. Are you still Catholic? So no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't define myself as Catholic. I would, I, if I had to define myself, I would define myself as a born again Christian and a Jesus follower. Um, and he is my everything. And I, I worship him and he is my Lord and savior. And, and when I say that, I know, I know the way it can come off because I didn't believe it at one point. And, uh, I was in foster care for a bit growing up and there was this woman who was trying to adopt me and she would take me to this small non-denominational Christian church in, um, in East Boston. And I would go into it and, um, these people were like raising their hands and praise and worship and just like, you know, zoning out and just, just soaking in, in God's spirit. And I didn't understand it. And I was like, wow, I feel bad for these people. Mm. And, and I was like kind of embarrassed and I was like, what are they doing? And I was so hardcore judging them. And I'm just being honest, you know, and and like humans do that to other humans. Sometimes we judge each other. (laughs) And so, but because I didn't understand it and, and I'm so open and honest with that because it is such a real, real process. And, and I, I want to come off as I'm not just regurgitating words. Like I, I really have a true understanding as much as we can understand here on this earth and not being not not having all of the knowledge like god has you know like like the creator has and so um i kept going though and i kept hearing the word of god i kept hearing scripture i kept hearing the preacher make sense of scripture and it finally dawned on me and i was like oh well this is a this is a real thing god is absolutely real and he absolutely loves us and I was pretty badly abused and didn't really have a sense of major self-love or worth or I didn't feel I didn't feel loved and I heard what God said about me and I heard God truly loves us and I started to believe it And then my whole world changed and it didn't change overnight, but it changed by continually hearing and making sense out of this very real, very big, very profound God and his love for us. And so I, I hope that explains the the beginning of, you know, what you're, what you're, what we're diving into, but I, it's, it's by far the best decision that I've ever made in my life to, to invite him into my heart, to receive the Holy spirit, who is the helper. The Holy spirit is our helper. And, and we, we didn't have the Holy spirit before Jesus, Jesus resurrected and then he left us with the Holy spirit and, and to, to have that privilege to be able to like, to not have the Holy spirit, to not have God. I, I don't, I'd probably be dead. I mean, to, to not have guidance or, or to know how loved I am, I honestly, I would be dead. And like, I wouldn't even be a drug addict or a prostitute or God knows what else I would be dead. And, and who knows, like, if I didn't like where I would be in the afterlife, like, I'm so, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that, that I have that. And I will, I will speak for myself. And I hope that inspires people, you know, like it, when things get really hard in life, 
Instagram and Facebook and social media says things are great all the time, but things life get life gets really hard. It gets really, really, really hard sometimes, like crazy hard. And especially a lot of people are going through that now. Suicide rates are through the roof. If I like to, to know God and it breaks my heart that God is being taken out of schools, that we can't mention God in a lot of places. And, and if we continue to take him out, we will suffer. And he is like the opposite of suffering. He helps those in need. He gives us strength when we're weak. And we do get weak. We're human beings, you know, but with him, we won't get weak. We won't fail. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And, and um, to know that, that our life matters, like you were made and every single one of these listeners and everybody on earth was made with a purpose on purpose. We are fearfully and wonderfully made and so loved. And we have a purpose. Your life is incredibly valuable and meaningful. And I just, I want to say one more thing. I had this, this revelation the other day that like when God said, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be given to you. And it's like the law of attraction, but Jesus is the OG of the law of attraction. <laughs> he is literally the OG of the, he's the creator of the law of attraction. And, and so like the law of attraction, like touches the surface, what Jesus is and what he says. And and, and I was like, I was thinking, I was like, man, it's so true. Like there are things that I'm hoping for and believing for that I'm praying for. And I'm like, I wonder if it will really happen. I wonder when it's going to happen. And God tells us the answer is, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Whatever you're hoping for right now, as long as it's good, you know, it's going the answer is 100%. It is going to happen. And the way to get there is believing but not only believing, believe that you have received it. So believing, envisioning, believing it is already there, whether you're hoping for a husband or a wife, believe that he or she is next to you. Believe that you're envision it, like you're brushing your teeth next to each other. Whether it's a career, believe that you are, you are in that career. Believe that whether it's a new car, get into your car now with your eyes closed and just put your hands around the steering wheel and vision. There was this, um, there was this apartment that I wanted to get when I was like 17. And this is a kind of a crazy story. I went into the apartment when nobody was there and I sat on the toilet, my pants were on and everything, but I sat down on the toilet and I literally went into the, the creation in my mind that this is my apartment and I'm going to be on this toilet. And, and this, and it just, I kind of tricked my, tricked my mind. I was like, Whoa. And I like had to come out of it. And shortly after that was my apartment and and so much of my life like even as a kid like nobody ever taught me this but i have i have done what jesus tells us to do and i think that's because number one he's with us and and we have the holy spirit in us when we ask for it but i, I and i think that we're able to so when when, when we envision things and we we believe as if we've received it already is, is key to, yes, it will happen. So I hope that makes sense. And I hope that I, I was able to express the thoughts <laughs> in words correctly. Um, but anyway, I thought that was really profound and a powerful thought. Oh my gosh. Oh, this was, okay. There's so many things I want to touch on right now because it's wild. So just first off with you just saying that about, in the Bible or what Jesus has said, 
about, or God has said, pray as if you've already received it, right? It's literally already yours. So right. when we're praying, it's not an asking for, it's a thanking, it's, it's a form of gratitude. And that's why gratitude, I think, is also so important. So important Because we can focus on what we're grateful for, but what I do every single morning when I meditate, I am grateful for the things that I'm praying for or that I'm asking for. And, I'm, and when we express gratitude for something, we're saying thanks. And we only express gratitude when that thing already exists. So that's a really powerful way. And I know they talk about that as well. And Jana, I was thinking about this today, that exact thing. I literally, because it's interesting because my mom, I told you is, is um, very, very Catholic and I'm not, I'm not, I don't identify as Catholic at all anymore. Um, yeah. I'm more just, I guess, spiritual. I don't really identify with a specific religion, but that was one of the things, Jana, me and my mom have been talking a lot over the past like year or two. Yeah. Um, about this and then just about different ideas and thoughts. And so many times we'd be talking and I, to me, just the way I express it, God, source, universe, they're all interchangeable in my mind. It all means the exact same thing to me. So, but when I would talk to my mom and I would say source or this, she, she would just instantly like kind of shut down in a moment and have a block being like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't know what source is. I don't know what universe is. Like, that sounds like woohoo craziness. And then we finally got through, we broke through a barrier after a bunch of conversations to be like, mom, we're saying the same thing. We're just using different terms. And that was one of the things too that she had talked about that we really connected on about, about how God says that, that when um, you pray, pray as if you've already received it. And that is a huge thing in spirituality, law of attraction, manifesting things and being grateful for those things. Because again, in gratitude, you're saying it's already mine. And I was thinking about that coming on today. It's literally like an hour ago on my drive home. I thought about that exactly. So when you said, can I just say one more thing? And then you came out and said that, that kind of just blew my mind. Wow. That was perfect. Yeah. That message has been coming through a lot lately for me too. And I think that's been initiating those thoughts and, and I've been wanting to do like a, like a, like a voice recording of that or like a video of some sort just to, just to get it down, but I'm glad that I said it on your podcast <laughs> and I'm glad it's out there. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting that you have those conversations with your mom and, and you both are, are causing the other to think and be inspired. And, and um, I, one thing that, that Jesus said is, is that he is the way, the truth and the life. And some people think that he's, he did say he was the light of the world, but it's, I am the way, the truth and the life. And, and nobody comes to the father, but by me. And I think that it is, he is different and he created the universe. You know, he, it's like, almost like you, you creating a painting and somebody saying that you are your painting, but you're the creator of the painting. And, and maybe your mom would, would resonate with that too. Like, um, I, I want, always want to respect him, you know, and I want to, I want to share with what, and I have so much to learn. Like I have so much to learn. I love learning. I love talking about Jesus. I love it so much. I love hearing people's perspectives and, and then when we hear each other's perspectives too. You know, it, it makes sense, right? Like I love when, when a perspective is very sensical and it, and it causes me to then um, grow more in, in, in that learning and that understanding. And I, I think we all come from God and, and he loves us all so much 
that we all have a piece to give each other. And, and I think that that's so special in, in the journey of understanding who he truly is and, and what he thinks about us and how much he cares and how he loves you right now. You don't need to change a thing. Like he, he's madly in love with you. Like, I don't even think we understand the level of love. Like we love our pets or we love our parents, but the way God loves us is like innumerable amount more like it's it can't be measured like it's just so big and so wide and so deep and so vast and and that's the way he loves us I don't think we can even comprehend it right now maybe we can at some points maybe little bits of it but it's just so big and I just like that's another thing like I feel a responsibility of like I just want to let people know how loved they are by their creator Jesus loves us so much like it's not a weird thing it's not like oh there's your Jesus freak or like you're wrong or like I don't want to trigger people but maybe sometimes triggering is necessary but it's, it's all about how much he loves us really at the end of the day it's it's how much he loves us yeah I have so much love for you you are just such a beautiful soul. And I, I really just want to throw this out there. I was talking about veganism. I was talking about Jesus. Yeah. May turn a lot of people off right off the bat. And that's, that's okay. It really, I love them. It's all good. But just hearing you speak about this, you're so beautiful. Your soul is just speaking forth and you're just talking about what you are passionate about and what connects you to love the most. And we talked about before too, you weren't always a vegan. I wasn't always, I mean, I used to eat so much meat back in the day. You didn't understand the church before. I was Catholic and I moved away from that. And I think those are just really important things to point out because the person that you may disagree with right now, have love for that person because you, right, you may have been that person in another lifetime. You may have been that person in this lifetime, right? And like, I think just when we can have these stories about how much we've changed our view on something, I think just really we need to focus on having empathy for people who view things differently than us because that was also us at one point too. And we just wanted love and acceptance and empathy from other people as well. And our differences make us incredibly beautiful. How boring would it be if we all thought the exact same thing all the time? I literally just said that a couple of days ago. We're, we're not always going to agree about anything and that's a good thing. We're yes. not all going to be the same and that's a good thing. You know, do you know that there has there has never been a creation like you and there will never be another you forever for life for forever and create like an existence that's how special you are that's how special everybody is that's that's an amazing thing and that's a that's a thing to be celebrated our unique thank you yes our uniqueness should be so celebrated our differences we should love that about each other i have such a great time when i have a conversation with somebody and I wasn't always like this. And there's still moments where I'm not, but this is something I am, I'm working towards and guiding myself towards. But when I disagree or view something totally different from somebody, I'm like, this is awesome. Thank you first for the new perspective. New perspectives yeah. are like my favorite thing ever. And it just shows how unique we are and how different we are and how beautiful that can be. And like, there's, I was having a conversation with my dad recently and me and him, we have so much love for you. We have a great relationship, but we disagree on certain things. But it's it's so nice talking to him about that because he doesn't get so stuck. He's like, hey, this is what I think based off my experiences. And I'm like, cool, of course. How can I judge you or hate you for that? I haven't lived the life that you've lived and had the experiences that you've had. So how could I possibly try to fully grasp or understand exactly where you're coming from or be mad at you for feeling that way? Yes. 
And it's so nice to have conversations with somebody that you disagree with them and not hate each other at the end of it and just be there with each other and be like, cool. All right. Well, thanks. You know, I don't see it that way, but that doesn't mean I need to dislike you or hate you or have any sort of ill will towards you. And just like, cool. Right. Huh. Those are, (laughs) sorry, you go. Why, yeah, why has, why has this new thing developed where we all have to hate each other if we disagree with each other? Do you know we're all going to disagree on at least one thing? At least one thing. We could be the 99.9% the same and be total soulmates on whatever level and we're still going to disagree on one thing. So what, we're going to start hating each other? Like, that's, that's, it's insanity. So, yeah. so we're all going to hate each other? But that doesn't work. That can't work. That's, that's impossible. Like, that's not... That's not sustainable. We can't just, we can't continue on like this. And you know how much better it feels? Like I, I was just saying though, when we have that conversation and we can still have love for that person instead of hate, right. just even for yourself, practice self-love in that way and don't feel hate because when you feel hate, you feel it. They kind of do a little bit, but you're the one that's doing in that. So just in that in itself, have acceptance and love for other people because you are going to feel so much better you're going to be vibrating in the energy of love instead of the energy of hate. Exactly. Same with forgiveness too. Oh, forgiveness is what a, what an incredible act forgiveness is. That's something I didn't grasp for a really long time. When I was like 21, I did something not so great. Uh, and I lied about it. And my grandpa was just like, Hey, if you mess up, just admit you messed up. Forget, right. Forgive yourself in that. And just be honest and just admit when you messed up. And that was like a huge thing for me. And then really just understanding in life too, that forgiveness, I don't always say it's like not for the other person, it's for us. Like in a way, a small percentage, I feel like, and we're all different and it's okay if people think differently than this. But if there's a small percentage, I think it's still for that person because I'm giving them good energy. I'm not projecting bad energy on them or negative energy, but it is for us. Yep. Because when we sit in that and I'm like, "Mm, I'm going to hold this against you for a really long time. It's like that person may not even know that. You know what I mean? They don't feel the negative emotions that we feel. It's literally like bottled up energy that is just stored in us that it's up to us to release and let go. And when we forgive how amazing it feels to not hold on to that hate and anger anymore. Yep. It's so true. I was just talking with my dad actually about a, um, a verse that I'm blanking on right now, but it's something like, um, it's, it's good for us. There, there is a connection between physical health and emotional health. And, and when we forgive, just like you said, you don't hold on to it anymore. And you don't, you don't feel that, that, um, anxiety, the anger that comes along with unforgiveness, you, Mm. you let that go and it's replaced with peace. Mm. It's replaced with, um, calmness and, and confidence. And, and that has, has incredible physical benefits as well as psychological benefits. And so it of course helps us. Mm -hmm. Yes. It of course releases them. Like sometimes people kill each other over unforgiveness. So yeah, maybe that person survived because another person forgave them or won't hit them or be physically violent or something like that. Um, And yes, it helps other people, but it is a major, um, a major occurrence and experience for the forgiver. Yeah. It affects all parties. You know, like when you forgive somebody and you literally just feel lighter, you literally just, like you said, you feel like a calmness come over. You're like, oh my God, it feels so nice to let that go. Yep. And I want to ask you more about Jesus because I'm just, I'm (laughs) really, I'm just really, he's my favorite ever. 
So can I, I'm just, I'm really curious. When you, when you think about Jesus, do you think about him as, as a God that is above you and separate from you? Or do you, I guess, just how do you view him? That's a great question. So when I, when I pray and I talk to him, I view him as somebody that I'm talking to. Like, obviously I can't see him. It would be amazing if I could, because I know that there have been times like in the Bible and stories where, where God has made himself known and, and he's spoken. And, and um, I mean, that would be super cool, but that doesn't happen. Maybe it will when he comes back. And like, I've, I've been thinking about that a lot lately because there's obviously talks of like, is this end times? And I'm like, okay, well, when Jesus comes back, he's literally going to be in front of me. And like, what is like, am I going to just like start crying and drop down and like praise him? Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to be able to speak or think or like, it's Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be amazing. And, um, fangirling. (laughs) (laughs) But when I, when I think of him, I think of him as a separate being because he, he actually lived, like he was a person that walked the earth. So when I think of Christ, I think of him as a different person. Now, when I think of God, and this can kind of get into like the father, son, and the Holy spirit as one. I, when I, when I think of God, I think of the father and then I think of the Holy spirit. And I think of Jesus, obviously, because I believe that Jesus is God. And I think it's um, Colossians 1.19, where it says the Father was pleased to, to fully dwell in Christ. So the Father, whether it's an energy or, you know, the some sort of powerful source, it was fully in Jesus. And the Father was fully in Jesus. Jesus said that he He was God. He, he and the Father were and are one. And so um, I... What I understand is that, like I said before, when Jesus resurrected, we can ask him to come into our heart and what he gives us is a part of him, which is the Holy Spirit. And so I view God as he's in us when we ask him to be. And and that is such an honor and a privilege. And that's another reason why I take good care of my body and, and I take it very seriously is because this is the house in which God lives. Our bodies are the house in which a holy, sacred God lives and, or a part of him, right? Like Jesus is in heaven and then he's going to come back. Um, And I don't think the Holy Spirit leaves when he comes back. Like I think the Holy Spirit stays in us. Um, But I think it's very important that, that we keep our temples. We respect our temples because it's a, it's a way to respect God who, who dwells in us. So, um, but I, I always like, I, I hesitate to, well, not hesitate, but I think a lot about like, because people talk about this and you hear things like, oh, we're God, but I don't think that we are God because I think that God lives in us, but it's, it's impossible for us to be God because when stuff hits the fan, we don't go to ourselves when we're in desperate, desperate need, like people's children are dying. They call out to God. Like when we're in serious, desperate times, we deep down inside that we aren't capable of, of handling this or managing this or, or even turning this around, that it is from a divine source. It is from Christ. It is from God that we desperately need. And I think we all know that when, when, when things get real desperate, 
which is sad. Like we shouldn't, it shouldn't have to get real desperate to actually really need him. I, I practice needing him every single day, every single morning, multiple times a day, I get down on my knees and I praise him and I thank him for everything, for everything. And, and I, I practice a need of God every day and, and how, how pompous of me if I ever think that I, I can do something without him because I can't. But I know with him, I can do all things because he tells me that. And his promises and his words don't return void, that he keeps his promises, that he's, he's, he's not changing. He doesn't change like human beings do. He doesn't change his mind. He's not different 10 days from now like he was 10 years ago. He is, he is always the same. He is unchanging and, and he's dependable. Like when people let us down, every single human in our lives is going to let us down and disappoint us. Whether it's, you didn't bring up, you didn't, you didn't remember the almond milk or a major disappointment. Like a human being is going to let us down, but God will never let us down. He is literally perfect. And, and one more tangent is perfect love casts out all fear. And a lot of the problems we are facing now is because of deep, deep fear. And he tells us we don't need to fear. And to really, truly live a faith-filled life like that is so rewarding. And it's, and it's healing and it's powerful. Now, it doesn't mean that, that I'm perfect or I'm claiming to be, but I am connected to the perfect one. And, so, and we, we all can be if we so choose. Um, so I know that that was a bit of a tangent. but That was great. I love you. I love, listen, I love your perspective. I love hearing you talk about your beliefs and how you view God and Jesus. Um, can you just, I, I don't remember, and just for anyone else who's listening, can you just give me quickly just like the basis of born again Christian? Yes. So um, basically the, the born again part is that he, he washes our sins away. Jesus, Jesus, his death. Now we could talk for hours and hours and hours about this. And there, there are people who have dedicated their lives who, who to this, this concept, Jesus died. There has always been a, a price to pay for freedom. Just like people fight for our freedom, for our country, there's bloodshed. And back in the day, animals were sacrificed for their sins. Now Jesus died and he was the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. We are bought at a price. We are expensive. We are valuable. We are worthwhile. We, it, we are seriously valuable. And, and so um, I'm going off on a tangent again. Remind me what the original question was. <laughs> oh, it's okay. This is awesome. I was just asking you uh, just for like a, a brief synopsis of what born again Christian is. Oh yes. Born again Christian. Okay. So then when, when, the, the reason he died for us is to, to wash our sins away, to, to wipe the slate clean, to give us a fresh start. And when we accept him, he washes us white as snow. We can go to him with anything. We, and we never have to go back to where we were, that we are literally born again. Like it's, it's like a new birth. Like we are, it's like a new slate, a new chance. And, and we can go to him with everything. We don't have to be ashamed. It doesn't matter what the sin was. It doesn't matter because we're all sinful. We've all committed a sin at least once in our lives. <laughs> and, um, and we can go to him and we can ask him, can you forgive me? And I think that's a very important part. Like, like you said earlier, taking responsibility, that you learned how to take responsibility for your actions that 
that it's actually a good thing to learn how to take responsibility. And we don't have to publicly take responsibility when we go to God. We can just say, God, I'm taking responsibility. But it's very important to him that we do do that and we ask for forgiveness. And, um, and, and just like you said, you know, it's very reasonable to take responsibility. And, and it's, it's reasonable to the person that we've hurt when we take responsibility. Like if I hurt you, if I just, if I did something to you that really upset you, and then, and then I was like, you know what? I'm really sorry. I take responsibility and I'm, I'm not going to do that to you again. And will you forgive me? How will that make you feel? That's going to make you feel like, wow, that was, a, that was amazing. And, and that's going to help you feel peaceful and more loving towards me. And, and not that our sin changes God's love towards us, but it, it's important to him. It's important to the person that, that you have hurt, that you, you ask for forgiveness. And, and I think that's why taking responsibility is, is really important to God. And then he, he, gives us, he gives us a fresh start every single time, no matter what it is. And it's a beautiful thing. Well, I think definitely something that me and you very much agree on is that God loves us unconditionally. Yeah. No matter what, there isn't a moment where God's like, nah. And that's why I'm, it, it's even, it's tough for me too. So to me, sin means, so being raised Catholic, when I was told that I sinned, I was like, shit, oh my God, I feel bad. Like I kind of yeah. felt, you know, kind of like crunched down and like, I did something really terrible. And I kind of view as like the term sin is like, you just missed the mark for where you want to be connected to source, connected to God, connected to your oneness and love. You just missed the mark a little bit. God doesn't hate you. He's not, that, God doesn't hate you. He's not mad at you for it. He's not looking down on you and scolding you. The way I look at it is like, you, you just missed it a little bit and that's okay. I love you always unconditionally, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, and then I wanted to ask you too. So Jesus, when Jesus was here on this earth, his, the beautiful, beautiful soul that he was, how he emulated love in every single moment. He was, he literally was the light. He showed in experience, what I hope all of us will strive to be. So I just, I wonder with Jesus, do you feel like who he was here? Was that a level of consciousness that's godly that we can't reach? Or do you feel like we could also be that way in our human form? Um, that's a great question. And, and I think, and I, I think we touched on this a little bit too, is that I, I think about this often and I think we can strive to be like him. But I don't think that human beings are capable of being God. And, and, but that's a good thing. I don't want to be God. I don't want to be in charge of every single soul on this earth and fixing all the problems. And, and that's a, God is a big job. He has, he has big jobs, but he's a big God. And so I think that we can, we can be filled with his presence though, and that we can, we can tap into his, 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 he gives us when we ask, when we, when we ask our father for something, or you ask your parents for something and they love you, they give it to you. Like, Oh, mom and dad, I really need $10 because of X, Y, Z. They give it to you. So he, he gives us what we need and he gives us authority. When, when we are following him, he gives us authority. He, he told us, he told us to do certain things. He told us to, to turn away from sin for a reason. Like he, he literally tells us he, did, he didn't come to the earth to condemn us. He came here to save us. When he tells us that this is a sin, 
Well, I don't want any part of that. If, if Jesus, who loves me and wants the best for me, tells me not to do something, it's for a reason. And it's, and it's for my benefit. It's for our benefit to not do something that he warns us not to do. Because then when we do it, we suffer. So it's, it's amazing. We, we mean you view things in a tweaked, slightly different way. But yeah. in so many of the things, it's the same. Because even with you right now saying with Jesus, right, he doesn't want us to sin. Yeah. I, 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 I feel the same exact way. And I feel like, because Jesus loves us, he loves everybody. He, he doesn't want us, it's, just, it's literally the same, but it's just like a little bit different. He doesn't want us to sin and miss the mark because that creates us to not be aligned with God and with love and with who we truly, like who we truly are is love. I feel like where we came from into these bodies, we are love. Our soul, our divinity, we are just, we are the energy of love. That's what I, you know, that's just as my view on it. So when, so when Jesus says that, it's like, is because he loves us and he doesn't want us to not be aligned with love and with who we really and truly are. Yeah. And I like one of the things about at least the Catholic church that started to um, create me to move away from the church and, and those beliefs. And again, anyone who is a huge follower of the Catholic church, I, I just, I always want to preface, like, love you. Yeah. It's, I, you know what I mean? Just because again, right. we view differently. It doesn't matter. Exactly. And one of the things that, that just helped me, well, not helped me, but just created me to turn again away from the church a little bit was that seeing Jesus as something separate from me. So like, I, I think that we are able, like Jesus is God's son. We're all God's children. We all, in my mind, we all come from God. So in Jesus being God's son, I'm God's son, you're God's daughter. We all come from source God. We all, I believe we all just truly come from there. So we're all that. And I just really, I just, you know, to me, Jesus was just like a really, a really highly evolved, very conscious human being who understood that we are love and emulated that in every single way. So like, I believe that we can also do that. And when you say like Jesus is God, right? And you wouldn't want to be God. I, and you mentioned this a little bit before too. I think that we are God. But you said a really good point before too, because we were, and we're saying like the same thing. It's like, I, I think that we are God, but there is like a, 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 it's like a divine dichotomy where we are God, but there is a difference. Like we are God, I think manifested in physical form, but there is a God that is in everything, everywhere. And we are a piece and a part of that. So when, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, 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 go, go finish, finish. So I just like, and that was one of the things that like kind of bothered me that like it separated me from, from Jesus's consciousness where I, I think that we can all be there. We can all reach that level of consciousness here. We can all be the light and be that unconditional imminent love that Jesus was. And when I feel that separation, I'm like, well, you're there and I'm here and I can never achieve that. But I think if we all can embrace the idea of acting in the way that Jesus acted here, can you imagine the world and society and the life that we'd be in. It would be like, and so I just, I, I guess I feel like when, when we feel that separation from Jesus and we think, he, you know, he could do it, but I, I can't do it. it. It doesn't allow us to get to that place in order to create that sort of a consciousness here. So it sounds like you 
you don't believe that Jesus is God, but you you respect what he did and you want to emulate what he did? I think, yes, I, so, but that's a thing. Like I, Jesus is God, just like you are, and just like I am. Like we're, we're, we are, we are parts of God. So I think Jesus is the same. I think Jesus was a human being who was in brilliantly enlightened and just understood our connection to, to God and source and to love. And he showed that and, and he experienced that every single day. I think, of course, Jesus existed. I have so much love for him and a goal, not even a, a goal, but what I kind of strive for is to reach that level of consciousness that Jesus was at and be the type of being that can profess and put out the love that he was able to. Because again, if we could all get to that and be there, the world they lived in would, would it would be heaven on earth. Yeah, a couple of things are coming to mind. Yeah. Like, and that, I'm so ready for heaven to be on earth. Um, a couple of things are coming to mind, like how you say we need to get there. Well, I guess there needs to be a path there, you know, like how do we get there? And, and Jesus tells us that we don't get to the father, but through him. And, and he either is who he said he was, or he's a liar and he doesn't have the characteristics of a liar, you no. know? And, and there was this one video I was watching and this made so much sense to me. There was this one guy who's, he was interviewing people on the street and he was telling them like they weren't Christians or like Catholic or whatever. Some of them maybe were back in the day or they were agnostic or even atheists. And, and one guy was like, the interviewer said, so um, have you ever lied? And the person said, yeah. And he said, well, have you ever cheated on a test or have you cheated some, some way somehow in life? And he was like, well, yeah. And then I, he asked him one more thing and he was like, so what does that make you? And he wasn't saying it to condemn the person or make the person feel bad. He was just saying it to prove a point. And the guy was like, well, a liar and a cheater. And, and the, the guy was like, well, how do you suppose that that's going to be made right? And how do you suppose that you're going to be good enough for the most perfect being who is God? And, and that you are able to stand before God one day, like, how, how are you going to make, make that right? And do you ever have a chance? Do you ever, ever have, have a chance to make that right? How do you know it's going to be made right? And he was like, wow, yeah, that's, that's a good point. And we need a savior. We need a savior. We can't save ourselves. We can't make ourselves righteous. We're not righteous just being, just being us who, who we've, we've all lied at some point and we've all done, we've all stolen something or most of us have stolen something I have. <laughs> <laughs> and we all mess up, right? Like our mess ups, our sins, our mess ups. And things that have gotten us in trouble and that we've had to suffer for, like we don't have to continue suffering for them. And how, how are we going to know that we're either just going to make it up? Like, ah, I don't have to suffer for it anymore. Or we know it because Jesus tells us that we don't have to anymore. And that, that he paid the price for it. It's like, we don't have to go to jail. We don't have to go to sin jail because Jesus paid the price. He's paying the price for us. And, and we, we could do that by not accepting his gift to us, right? Like if you, if you killed somebody, God forbid, let's for story's sake, let's just say John, I won't say you, but John, our friend, John over here killed somebody. <laughs> John's going to have to go to jail because he killed somebody and he's been convicted, but Jesus is going to jail for him. Jesus has paid the price for our friend, John. And does he deserve it? No, 
could, could John save himself? Nope. And, and that's where I come back to. I love the idea and the concept of, yeah, there is, there is something special about human beings. We are, and we can have a, a very powerful force inside of us if we so choose. But we do not have the power to save ourselves. We just don't. And, and I think that's, that's where a lot of people, like, um, I don't want to make anybody feel bad, obviously, for their certain beliefs, but I want to just encourage, you know, thoughts about, like, why we need Jesus and, and his, his extreme value and his importance in, in our lives. And, and it is extremely valuable and important. And it's, it's something that I, I would say just to think about a, a lot and read his word, you know, like connect and, and read what he said and see, see how, like educate yourself, right? Like we go back to education and, and maybe it will change. Maybe it won't. And we can still love each other. We can still have these great conversations and teach each other things. And, or maybe it will help us 10 years from now. Maybe it will help us tomorrow. Maybe we're going to be thinking about this when we go to bed tonight. Maybe one day we're going to say, Jesus, can you come into my heart just quietly and peacefully and, and just between him and, and whoever's doing that. And he will, and he'll help you in your time of need. And, and it's, it's all a good thing. It's not, it's not so I can be on your side or you can be on my side. It's so we can be on Jesus's side. And so he can be on our side. And I love, there doesn't, there doesn't have to be like sides. Like I'm on this side and you're on that side. It's like, we, right, right. Yeah, you know, literally it's like, it's cool. Like we might view things a little bit differently. It's, it's just, it's always all love. And I, I wanted to, when you mentioned before that, um, um, you said it. Uh, you said it like twice. That okay, right? In order to get to God, we have to go through Jesus. Yes. That's what it, I want to make sure I said it correctly, right? Yeah. So there's there's a verse I was just reading this last night, and I actually audio listened to it. Um, I listened to the audio Bible, and it's so cool to like hear hear the word of God instead of reading the word of God, which is nice to read the word of God, but to hear it. And Jesus used a parable saying that um, we're the sheep, and that He's the door. And that he's the good shepherd, but he's the door that opens for the sheep, that we're able to pass through him. Like he's the bridge to, to God. And, and we, we're able to pass through or walk over that bridge. He, and he is that, he is that bridge. He, he makes us, and I think he's that bridge and he's that gate because he makes us pure enough and, and clean enough because we've sinned, you know, we're, we're a little dirty <laughs> to, to be holy enough and to be clean enough to, to connect to God and to stand before God. God is so pure. Like we're not good enough for God, but, but with Jesus, we are. And I know that that might trigger somebody or hurt somebody, but, but it's okay. Like we're humans and he designed us and, and it's messy and life is messy. But the good thing, the good news is that we can get cleaned up. We can go take a shower. We can go take a sin shower. <laughs> we can be washed white as snow. We can have a fresh start. And, and that's a beautiful message of hope and grace and mercy and forgiveness and love. So I want to understand from you, when you said that we wouldn't be good enough for God, right? But God also loves us unconditionally in every yes. moment. Yes. Because those just seem like different ideas, right? So, so I just... Sin. 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 Sin's the problem there. Got it. And so when you said, right, that we have to go through Jesus in order to get to God, 
I agree with that, but we just look at it differently. But I totally agree with that because when when you say that, I look at it as like, we have to go through Jesus because Jesus is the light. Jesus is the way. Jesus, again, emulated the beauty of the truth of who we are. So I guess like when we say that, in my mind, it's not like actually going through Jesus. It's going through that consciousness. It's going through that mentality. It's going through that same source and that, that idea of love, right? So like it's like emulating and being him. That gets us close to God because when we emulate and we go through Jesus, Jesus is love. So when we can be in a similar facet as Jesus and be that love, that gets us closer and that gets us to God. So you know what I mean? It's like we're, we're, we're reviewing things obviously differently, but when you say that, it connects to me just through my little perspective. You know what I mean? We each have our own little perspectives of every, of every angle of the world. And then when it just goes through my lens, that's how I view it. And when it goes through your lens, obviously you view it the way that you do. And I, I, I just, I love it because there's, it's like a divine dichotomy. We're, again, we're seeing things in the same way, but differently. And it doesn't really make sense when you think about that, but it's, it's true. And when you said those words, I couldn't agree more. We just look at that pathway through there in a different light, in a different way. And I appreciate you. I love your perspective. I love how passionate you are about this. Like this is awesome. And I love that we can see things differently and not totally agree, but I have nothing but love for you. And I appreciate really so much who you are. Same, same. And, and all I, all I want to do when I, when I speak about this is encourage people to learn more, to listen to Jesus's words, that he does love people, that we, we do have hope. We do have a future. We do have a plan and purpose for our lives. And that this is just like Jesus is not to condemn anybody, but to, to say this is helpful. And, and not that, that comparing other things that I do to Christ, but it's like, it's like veganism too, right? Like I, I've learned certain things. I've seen how it's helped me. And that's the reason why I talk about it when people mm. want to hear it and people ask me about it and, and why I, I have, I feel like such a, you know, um, a responsibility is because, because I've seen firsthand in my life and, and people around me, how it's touched and, and same goes for God. I mean, God is more powerful innumerable amounts of than, than food, obviously, but it's just, just to, for story sake and comparison and to, to help people understand like where I'm coming from and, and, um, and my only hope is that people, people know Jesus. And I want people to, I want people to know him. Like I know him so that when stuff does hit the fan, that they, they, they know that it's going to be okay. And it's not okay because, because we're strong enough. It's because we lean on him and we, and we go to our wonderful father who loves us. Um, and that, that sin is a problem. And, and we suffer for it and, and we don't have to when we, when we just, when we go to Jesus and we accept his sacrifice, we accept his sacrifice. Imagine if you loved people so much that like uh, some stranger out on the street, there was a car going by and you just died for them. Like th we want to think that we're that loving, but are we really that loving? Like he died for us. He died so we could live. He, he is our savior. He's our hero. He's my hero. I'll talk about, I'll, I'll speak for myself. He's my hero. Like he, he's the best. 
he's the best ever. And that's what I want to, that's what I want people to see and to understand and to experience is that he's just the best. Like Jesus is love. He literally is love in physical form, like in the most brilliant way ever. And, and I really think too, with, um, just seeing, like we keep talking about this too, but like seeing things from another angle and through another lens, again, doesn't mean you have to adopt it. It just, it gives you that new way to look at something, which is awesome just to see it. And I think people who, and I've been like this before in my life, I think it's just detrimental to their own growth and their own happiness when they're like, nope, I know everything. I have it all figured out. I don't want to hear one thing you have to say. I don't care. It's like, at least be open. Right. Like you can never keep growing and expanding if you're not at least open to hearing something else or looking into it a little bit more. And like, you might surprise yourself because for instance, literally again, like moving away from meat, that was at a time where I was like, get that away from me. Like I'm going to eat meat forever. Stop. You know what I mean? And at that time I couldn't see it. And the people right now listening at this time, again, I'm not even saying to fully adapt and, and believe what Gianna is saying because we look at things differently, but be open to new things, be open to new information and just see where it can take you because yeah. that, right. That openness is huge. Please like don't shut yourself off to everything thinking that you know everything because that I have love, like everyone listening, I have love for you. I have love for those people. And I'm, I'm saying this, for the benefit of you to be open and not just be closed off and shut off and think that you know everything and nothing else can change. Because I've thought in moments I knew everything, but that yeah. totally shut me off. And then once I was able to grow and realize that wasn't the truth, oh my gosh, things have expanded. I've understood things so much more and it's created so much more joy and happiness in myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I want to learn until the day I die about everything, about God, about yeah. Jesus life about my career about other people friends whoever comes into my path whoever i'm supposed to go into their path and how we're supposed to help each other who i'm supposed to help like i want to things until the day i die and bond in heaven i want to learn things in heaven but who knows maybe we'll know everything in heaven (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh this has been amazing i literally feel like we have barely even scratched the surface of our conversation i love talking with you I love it too. I know. And I feel like, oh my, we could literally go for hours and days. Um, and I think it would be really beautiful too, again, to show people that we do see things similarly, but very differently also. And it's just like, I'm appreciating again, listening to you because it's opening my mind a little bit more. It's creating me to think about things a little bit differently. It's creating me to feel more connection with you. And people who, you know, their religion is born again Christian, like connection and understanding of each other, I think is just, I mean, one of the best things that we can do. So to be given that is great. And I think just, again, the fact that we don't agree on every single thing, but we still have so much love for each other to be able to yeah. showcase that and show that I think is just crucial for people to, to see. Um, and just the last question I will ask you that I ask every single guest uh, that comes on the podcast, so I'll just preface, my goal and mission in life is to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving and kind, empathetic, vulnerable, forgiving, understanding, accepting, uh, and a consciousness that embraces our oneness. Um, so you're so beautiful. How do you feel like you are contributing every single day to this sort of a shift in consciousness? Um, yeah, that's a, I guess that's a life 
a life goal and a life mission is to really see good change. And I think if every human being cared about seeing that in their lifetime and doing things that were really good and helpful to people rather than hurting people, um, I think I think we could get there. And I think it's small steps every single day. Like there are days where I am just emotionally exhausted and I don't know how or what, what the next step is, but I, I somehow <laughs> by the grace of God do little things every day. Even if I'm like, I can bear This is psych- psychologically, like emotionally. I just, how do I do this? What do I do next? Just take one little step, even if it's just one little step. And there are days where I'm like, woohoo, this is a great day and I'm celebrating and this is amazing. And I'm going to go love everybody. And there are days where I'll just like lo- love on people, like strangers. I'll just be like, tell me. And they'll just talk to me. It'll be such a gift. And like, it's so cool. And I'll be there for them. I'll pray for them. Like there are days where it's just amazing and things are just falling into place and things are, things are going great. But I think no matter what, you can make leaps and bounds one day. But I think, I think where it really gets hard and where, where I know that I would need this advice and the advice that I want, I want to give to people is hope in, in the really exhausted times where as long as we're doing little things every day and we just don't give up. Yes. Thank you so much for this whole episode. You letting your heart shine and you just speaking your truth because it's really incredible. It just, it, it, that's what I hope for everybody. Because I can see how happy these things make you. I can tell again, you know, how passionate you are about them. And you are just being so true to what you believe in and who you are. And it's really incredible to see. Um, and that's really what I wish for everybody to do that. So everybody listening, be your true, authentic, vulnerable self. Don't worry about what people may think or say when you're super passionate about something. Just be who you are. And you're going to encourage other people to do the same. Yeah, exactly. And same for you. Thank you for sharing your heart and for giving me a safe space to be who I am and share and, and hopefully encourage people and, and let people know how loved they are and um, for sharing the truth and, and sharing your beliefs. And um, just thank you. Thank you for, for your time today and for connecting today and for spreading love. Oh my gosh, of course. Thank you for being here and being a guest. This was, yeah, honestly, every time I go into a conversation, I have like I try to be without expectation and just be in the moment, but there's always a little bit of expectation. And uh, this was perfect. This was really touched me in so many ways, touched my soul. Um, and I think it is going to inspire other people as well. So thank you for being here, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with us uh, and listening, being a part of this incredible conversation. So much love for you all. Yeah. Thanks again, Gianna. Yes. <laughs> and we'll see everybody next time.